following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Back on the Intentional Foul, another episode as we record on a Tuesday night. This is week three of the NFL season already, already in the books. Crazy, right? It's unbelievable how fast this is already moving. I'm glad we have it. Baseball playoffs are in full swing. The NBA final starts. And your, your guy LeBron is just bringing it all the time. He, they stick a lot of microphones in front of his face, and he certainly obliges them with flapping his gums. Yes, he does. Well, I'm sure we'll get to that. We have plenty to go on. Um, night and day with uh, one week between uh, dog ownership and the response to me. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. Yeah. Getting a little more friendly. How is he with your folks? Good. Very good. You know, my mom comes over quite a bit and sees him when, so I'm, that, at, when I'm at work. Right. And, that, that's you know, my dad's been over a few times after work. So, yeah. Euchre is uh, getting well acclimated. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Um... Another week, another hobbling down the stairs, this time for a different reason. A brand uh, new man, I guess you could say. H- half a man. Half a man. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Just uh, just a little sore, so a little tenderness. Did you but... bring your donut with you or anything? No, it's like everybody that has, like, my grandpa had one of those pillows, and that was for a different reason. Yeah. I'm, I'm not bringing that. Right. I didn't need any bags of frozen vegetables. Like, I was telling guys that had different stories, like, so how was your experience? I'm like, you really want to dive into this? This is at work in a cubicle atmosphere. Right. I'm like, okay. Oh, you know, my, my one ball was the size of a... <laughs> Right. Fucking lemon. Right. You want, you want, fine. I'll tell you. And like one of them, one guy was absolutely horrified to learn that I didn't have to use any ice packs or frozen vegetables or nothing. It's funny. I mean, and I've never had that right. done and God willing never will. Um, it's funny though, with like similar injuries or like a similar surgery, how it becomes like a competition of pain. You ever yeah, notice that? It's like, know. oh, well, mine was so bad. It's, it's like, really? Yeah. And like, like yeah, mine was good. And then I, they're like, oh, fuck you. Right. Why and was your so, why was, why was I in so much pain? The guy it's was, like, you were just bragging about. He was so jealous. <laughs> He's like, what happened? Like, that's, mine was way different. I'm like, sorry, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, sorry. it's medicine. Yeah. Sometimes things change. Every, things get better. Every doctor probably does it differently. We are, we're all not getting clipped by the same dude. Yeah. It just not doesn't happen that way. It's then the guy that was talking who was kind of incredulous about it. I'm friends with his older brother, and he and I hung out last week while our daughters were on were on the playground. And he goes, "Just do me a favor, don't be a pussy like my younger brother." <laughs> so I brought that to work the next day. He's like, "Yeah, he thinks I'm going to handle it better because you kind of sucked at it." Well, I don't know why he would say that. Well, you just kind of proved it when you were jealous of actually what happened with mine right so <laughs> that's fine so that's the uh that's the personal update for this week let's dive in because well you want to just uh say what you've said the last couple of I've times i've been having some fun yes, with people. You it's been pretty funny uh the bears are three and oh man <laughs> by the way in <laughs> case in case right. anybody wasn't wasn't paying attention didn't know that the bears are one of i think eight teams in the league that are three and oh seven teams know, something I like that i don't know that many Maybe I don't know. I can't okay. count, but 
Um, yeah, um, another uh, late game comeback. That's two in three weeks. Only it wasn't done by the same quarterback that it was the week before. Yeah, Trubisky uh, benched in the third quarter. Who had week three? Uh, nobody. Um, I was really surprised. I mean, I looked at the numbers, and I saw his pick where the guy just stepped in front of a route, and he threw it, and he probably shouldn't have. That kind of led to the benching. I was like, okay, lots of quarterbacks can make that mistake. That doesn't seem like, to me, that would be the catalyst for anybody to get yanked. Well, are they just looking for... Well, I think if you... You know, I'm, we're not as critical, especially about the Bears, as, as our buddy Lauren Cox is. Right. But, you know, week one, they played, he played really bad for three quarters. And then he had a nice little spurt. They scored a couple touchdowns. The Lions do what the Lions do. They gagged. The Bears sneak out with a win. Last week against the Giants, they're up 17 to nothing. They don't do anything in the second half of that game and hang on by the skin of their teeth to beat a Giants team that got blown out at home this week by the Niners. So even though you were 2-0, and your you you hadn't played well as a team and your quarterback really hadn't played very well. There's been one quarter. So Yeah, pretty much. I think I said it the other night. Yeah. There's like basically he's played two or three good quarters in two games. That's not That's not even 50%. And then you get down big again in week three, and he he just he misses throws that you got to make. He overthrows guys down the field in, in situations where if you complete the pass, it's a touchdown. And this has been a thing that's been going on with him for the last couple of years. And, you know, I don't know. Everybody, they, they rave about him in practice, and even his teammates. They rave about how well he reads everything, and, and he makes quick decisions. He makes the right decisions. But, like, when the game starts, there's something there's something that is, like, blocking him from being able to quickly decipher what's happening. And Jimmy Graham had a comment after the game when asked about Foles, and he said, like, all of the hot reads, all of the quick audibles, like, Foles was on him immediately. Like, no hesitation. Well, that's a little bit of an indictment of Trubisky because that's sure. kind of hinting that he didn't quite see things fast enough. And I think that's why you saw some of those ugly passes and, and kind of bad turnovers. Now, is that because you you probably can't simulate those kinds of things in practice because you don't know what the opposing defense is going to do, or you're just throwing random shit at you, and it's not like what opponents are going to do? Or, I mean, to a, to a bigger extent, when the teammates are saying that, are they being good teammates, or they're not going to come out and publicly trash their starting quarterback and say, I don't know where we're going with this guy? Well, I mean, you you're not going to realistically have guys that come out and say that, especially in a group. Well, and I think that they really like him as a guy. Okay. I, I think everybody on that team respects how hard he works. Great. Well, I'm just saying that's why they're not going to come out and, and rip the guy. It's it's one thing to rip a guy for not playing well if they're lacking in other areas of the game. Like if he's a guy that doesn't study or he doesn't work hard or he doesn't communicate right. and then he goes out on the field and plays like shit, well then as a as a teammate you have every right to be upset. If a guy just doesn't play well, he just doesn't play well or if he's just not good enough, that's not necessarily his fault. It's the fault of the people that are putting him in the position. I think that Ryan or uh, Matt Nagy 
and I heard somebody else say this today, he felt he had to do this in the middle of the game because upstairs, Ryan Pace, that Trubisky's his guy. He yep. is linked to him. Mm-hmm. And when you take Trubisky out like this, you can't really go back to him. So I think Nagy felt like he had to do it in the middle of the game because if he waited to do it at the end of the week, there was going to be too much pushback from upstairs. And then now with Foles coming in, and then you make this dramatic comeback, now he comes out today and says Foles is going to be the starter going forward, which he should be. I mean, you can tell by the reaction of the players on the field. Like, they were galvanized. The Bears claim that Trubisky won the job in the preseason, or, you know, in the little bit of preseason mm-hmm. that, that was had. I don't know that I believe that. I think he was the number two pick in the draft a couple of years ago, and <laughs> they needed to shit or get off the pot with him. He needed They needed to give him a couple of games to see what happened, and they didn't like what they saw. Probably a little bit of entitlement that came with that pick. I mean, he did, despite what you're paying Nick Foles to come in and just sit the bench. But but you're right. It's, you know, and you, you have to give him some rope. You have to let him sink himself. Uh, and and. I think that's a great point about doing it in-game because there's probably more front office conversation if it's, hey, we're thinking about doing this. 100%. Rather than, there's no bat phone on the sideline. If you're, if you're Nagy and you decide this on Tuesday, right. you, have to then, you have to go talk to right. your hey, boss. We're, we're going to go do this. And he can say, no, you're not. Right. Because this is what, right, where it's, it's on game day, it's in-game situation. Who's calling the shots? The coach. Right. And now the if GM's you don't, not going to call down to the field and be like, put that asshole back in. And if you don't go forward with Foles now, you undercut your coach. For sure. For sure. So Nagy. Nagy it was a great power move. He yes. kind of stuck it to pace a little For bit. Sure. And, and I think he I think he did the right thing in doing so. Um, you know, I I don't know what the rest of the season is going to hold with, with Foles at the quarterback. I have serious, serious concerns because – He's never played a full season. Whenever he has been given the opportunity to start, especially start out of the gate, he's gotten hurt. He's been more of a relief pitcher than a starting pitcher in his career, he's especially in terms one. of success. So, you know, I heard Steve Young last night. It's like, I would have liked to have seen him, if you could hold off long enough, bring him in in like week 10. Because now, you know, instead of asking him to play 13 games, now you're only asking him to play maybe six or seven. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see if this translates to anything um, going forward. The Bears, their schedule's not that tough. Um, you know, you've already won two road games, so you're you're in a you're in a good spot. I mean, I was looking at the NFC. Like the NFC's not very good. It's, it's not. not very deep. Like nine wins, especially now with the seven playoff teams. Right. Nine wins get you in. You're already a third of the way there. So uh, that's all they want to do is get in. I think so. I think so. I think it justifies, yep. you know, the trade for Foles. And, you know, the NFL, it's not the NBA. There's no tanking, really. I mean, unless you're really bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, what difference does it make if you go 8-8 eight and eight or 6-10? and 10? It doesn't, really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So It doesn't. You're not getting in, and it's a couple of drags. Yeah. It's it, a- if nothing else, it makes them more interesting. Oh, for sure. I, I don't think the Bears were a very... Interesting team to follow outside of being a Bear fan with Mitch Trubisky as the quarterback because everybody was just kind of waiting for the wheels to fall off. 
So um, the the only real negative coming out of the game is they lost Tariq Cohen for the year with a torn ACL, yeah, like to like a week after they just gave him an extension. Him, yeah, signed him to a three year deal. Um, that sucks. He's kind of a you know he's not he's not like Darren Sproles level good or anything like that. But he's he's a little Swiss Army knife for them. He returns punts and kicks, so um, they're they're gonna miss him. Uh, but we'll we'll see what happens. They're uh, now you got Indy. Now you got Indy at home, and. I don't think Indianapolis is very good. I, I think Philip Rivers is done. I think I think it's over. That was kind of the talk that I heard coming out of the weekend. Yeah, I think it's over. So the Bears, I mean, you take care of business at home against a mediocre team here, you're going to be 4-0. and I don't think anybody would have predicted <laughs> I that. I was just going to say, you saw that coming, Hell right? Hell no. I thought maybe 1-3. 1-3! <laughs> now they could be 4-0. <laughs> it's the NFL, man. Weird, weird shit happens. That is so awesome. I mean, dude... Atlanta has blown two games that are just like they're they blew them to the point where it's like you almost had to try to blow them. Like right. I, I, you could play that out a hundred times, and I think ninety nine out of a hundred times they win it. the game. <laughs> yeah, I which, bizarre man. Which I don't. I mean. Is there a bigger coach on the hot seat heading into this weekend? I don't know how the hell he's not fired. I don't either. Maybe I really don't. May, maybe they just are going to let him get his brains beat out in Lambeau next week and then fire him on Tuesday. I don't know. Do they do it like at coming at the bye week whenever that – I mean, if it's not until week 9 or 10, you can't hang on that long if this is going to keep happening. Well, and it's not like Atlanta's building for the future. I mean, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are not getting any younger. No. So you would think that they're kind of like in a win-now mode. I mean, zero and three is bad, but you should be two and one. So really, like you're not that far away, maybe. But that, I don't know that that, that whole... coach. They've never never recovered from the Super Bowl. No, I, I, there's just something off on that's, that team. That's fine. I, I I'll buy that. But they're giving up. They're giving up over thirty points a game. Packers are averaging over thirty points a game. Like this is. This is where, this is the game to me, and we'll talk about the Packers in a second, going into Monday night at Lambeau, where everybody should be licking their chops and it won't go the way it's supposed to go. Like, Atlanta's going to hang around because the Packers' defense isn't that great, and it's going to be another 37-30 to 30 game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Atlanta's going to score some points. Right. For sure. Especially if Julio is back next week which I think he's supposed to be. I just read from somebody, one of the Packers guys retweeted something from a Falcons uh, beat writer that one of their starting corners is now going on IR. Oh, so it's Jesus. like, it's Again? a, I know it's <laughs> another one of these things. Like we talked last season about all these breaks that the Packers caught. And it seems like somebody that is, that is just so important to each opponent in the first three weeks, something happens to them and they don't have to play him. And it's it's already from last season. It's carrying over to this season. It's inexplicable. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's inexplicable. Yeah. Um. So seven point win for the Packers. Um. Watch the game again. I I that first series where the first couple series where they just start doing whatever they want to do on offense. Well, Kamara's filthy though. Man. Oh my god, that run! The you pack- imagine trying to catch him. No, trying to get your hands on him to no. bring him down. No. <laughs> That's that's one of those things where it's like you watch Barry Sanders run through the middle of the field and just do zigzags around people, and they are just coming up with air. It's like the greased-up deaf guy in Family Guy where they just can't catch him. That reference is... Yeah, you're the one guy in America that's one. never seen that show. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that and Seinfeld. Yes. Just, I don't, that's right. I, I don't get it. 
Uh, what did Lafleur was asked about that on Monday? He said he counted thirteen missed tackles total in the game, and probably half of them came from that one play. Yeah, probably. And you could play the Benny Hill music. I'm like, I, there was so many bombs that I was dropping, and I'm like, are you what? Hey, what? I mean, it was a constant stream of profanity. <laughs> just watching these guys come up and do absolutely nothing against him. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievably embarrassing. Probably the worst single play of tackling examples that I've ever seen. It's up there. It was awful. It's up there. It was awful. So they win. Packers are first team in history to score over 35 points in their first three games. That's another thing, too. You don't turn the ball over, you got a pretty good chance to win well, the game. And it's, I mean, it's pretty rare in the NFL to go three games and not turn it over just right. because weird shit happens. Right. Guy, strip sack. That's what you I run mean. Into, you run, your, your ball carrier runs into the lineman. Bad exchange. Shit, yeah, shit happens, but they haven't had that Fumble yet. Fumble on a fair catch or, you know, I mean, anything. But um, and, and you put in the notes, offense still looks great. Um, I'm reading a lot of stuff that says Lafleur should start being mentioned with some of the really good coaches. And I'm like, okay. I think I mean, he's a good play caller. Yes. He said, yeah. that, and, and that's kind of the, the stuff that's been reverberating around the Packer uh, folks is that, he has coached circles around play play calling around opposing defenses mm-hmm. that he has pretty much owned them from the get go. Um, didn't really see any problems um, that I could really think of from that game in New Orleans offensively. The defense is just going to be one of those things. Can you make enough plays to let your offense score more points? Yeah, that's all it is. Uh, can you come up with a pick? Can you come up with a three and out? Can you come up with a big stop? Who knows. Christian Kirksey's now out for a couple of games, but I saw on Pro Football Focus, he's been their worst-ranked defender, mm. and he's the guy that you just signed to replace Blake Martinez. Yeah. So now you've got Oren Burks and an unrestricted free agent, uh, rookie, an unrestricted free agent that are going to hold down the middle spots, but they rarely played two inside linebackers at the same time. Patton likes to either play one and bring up an extra safety or whatever. Um but so Kirksey's been not that great. The secondary's been decent. Got to get Kenny Clark really back to anchor that interior line. I mean, you, you really do. Um, so you do you like the Rogers chip on the shoulder narrative? Now that I just don't, I don't buy it. No, I don't either. I don't buy. I was. I just. I threw that down because that's something. Because they're three and zero, and he's played very well. That's, that's something that's been floated out there. That oh, see, that's why they drafted Jordan Love. They wanted to piss him off. I just don't buy like at some point with these guys and and I it, they did this with Brady for years for him being whatever like a fifth round pick or whatever and it's like Aaron Rodgers has won multiple MVPs he's a Super Bowl champion like he doesn't care where he was drafted anymore like I'm sorry I just don't buy that first couple that of might years have been when you're a starter for sure right. But once you get your success, like, no, 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 he's not worried about that. And he's really not even worried about this kid they drafted because he knows in the short term, I got nothing to worry about. I'll worry about that in two years. I'm not worrying about it now. We got a good team. We got a chance to do something. So I I just don't buy the narrative that mostly the national media is trying to sell with that. Michael and I were talking about the draft because, of course, they brought up Jordan Love as the broadcast is going to do every game when they show him whether he's inactive or or not, or when they're just going to throw a graphic up. And it just makes this draft all that more puzzling because 
everybody said you got to get Rodgers the help right now. And everybody was killing him for not drafting anybody that's going to help him right now. And they, they, they put up some graphics about wide receivers, their rookie years, who are game changers. That generally doesn't happen. Wideouts are like the, one of the slowest guys to evolve unless you have a, a really dynamic offensive lineman that you could just plug in. Mm-hmm. And, and the, like wide receiver, rookie wide receivers generally don't get a whole lot of snaps and they don't generally change the game. So you weren't going to get generally. You probably weren't going to get that there. So who else are you going to go after that's going to help them? They drafted a running back, probably their strongest, most solidified position on yeah, the team. Yeah, he even played? He's mad he had a couple of snaps. That's it. Because the other night in the game, they were talking about Williams is like in the greatest shape of his life, and yeah. the Packers love him, and it's and like, Jones well, is dominating. Why the hell they draft Dylan in the second round? And they kept talking about it being a battering ram. Do you see him at goal line offenses? Because no. I don't. No. Thought that's where you need him. Instead, they're going four wide, five wide at the two-yard line. I still think, though, maybe you, maybe you don't draft offense. Maybe you draft a, a linebacker. For sure. I mean, something. For sure. Anything that would have contributed something today, Yes, I think, would have been a better pick. So that opponents could keep yeah. points off the board. Yeah. You're right. No, that's, Cor- that's safety, absolutely Safety, right. corner, linebacker, D-lineman, your, your O-line is... Kind of thin anyway. Right Maybe now. get another one, you know, yep. something, anything. Well, they they love this H-back, and he played a lot in the first game. Uh, Josiah DeGuara out of Cincinnati. Now he's hurt, so he's not playing, but they really like him. The tight end group showed up in the game. Sternberger actually did some stuff. Mercedes Lewis caught, caught a couple of balls, and Big Bob Tanyan had a touch. So, I mean, like, the tight end group's good. What's the formula, then, to beat Green Bay? And why is nobody doing it? Well, we saw it last year when they played the 49ers twice. You have to run, run the, the ball, ball and, you, and you have to commit to running the ball. Um, you know, D- Detroit doesn't have that. They don't have that guy to do that, so I get why that didn't happen. But um, I thought, you know, Minnesota was just – they were just so bad. I didn't understand. I didn't get what they were doing. But this particular game with a guy like Kamara – and I know that the new wave thing with these guys is to throw these little dump off passes in space to get you know to allow them to make plays, but I just think there's something about being able to run the football down somebody's throat that you not only you 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 slow the game down, you keep the defense off the field, you demoralize your defense for sure, and you keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, which is the main thing. Um, you know, time if, of possession again this week. Yeah, if time of possession is in the Packers' favor, they're going to win the game. And if it's decisively in their favor, you got no shot because they're just going to they this this particular Packer team, it kind of reminds me of the team the year after they won the Super Bowl. I don't know if they have quite as many weapons as that team, but they have the propensity where they might score a little too fast sometimes, where their defense doesn't get the break. break. You know, those those Three play, seventy six yard right. touchdown drives that, right. that Rodgers will All have right, once back in on a the while. Field. Well, we just had a twelve play drive. That could be a little concerning yeah. once in a while for them. But I, just, I think the Forty ers showed the blueprint last year. Um, maybe you know, maybe a, a more run heavy team down the road will be able to get the Packers. Well, that's, but and that's what I was thinking. About. I don't know who that's going to be. Who's got the personnel to pull that? And off. who and what coach is going to be committed? to running it and not get cute 
and want to. If you get behind by That's a touchdown, what I was just say if you're down by two scores, to start just zinging it around the field, and then before yeah. you know it, you're down twenty eight, right. and the game's over. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see whether they have whether they run into some personnel who's going to do that. Um, again, another time, and we talked about this for the first couple of weeks. Home field advantage just doesn't matter. Well, it it does matter. Matters for the road team. Well, for sure. Because Aaron Rodgers in an empty stadium in the Superdome they with no that, fans there is, that mention is barking multiple, out yep. hard calls and getting the home team to jump. I want to know what the subjectivity is in those calls from the referees that makes them stop the play or let them go. Because there have been a couple that have been almost identical where they stop it and they don't let and then Rodgers gets pissed. And then there's a couple that they let go, and then he tries to sling one down the field. And I get that's a judgment call because they're. I think they just want to protect the quarterback because if they think there's going to be a guy that's going to get an unabated shot to level whoever is snapping the ball, they're going to call it dead. But if they're like, okay, this is a, the offense might be able to get something out of this, advantage them because the defense is dumb, we'll let it fly. Right. I, I would just like to hear from an official – where where that line is I don't because think it's wherever they want it to be. That's kind I think of what that's I'm, how it is. Kind of what I get gather from that. But this home field thing is going to be an issue. It's going to affect. It's going to affect the season. Um, baseball, it doesn't matter. No, fans aren't. Fans don't affect the game. Right. Um, in football, man, like some of these places, you go into Seattle, you go into Kansas City. Denver with the altitude, um, Minnesota, New Orleans. Like, those teams are teams that count on winning seven home games a year. Then they only got to win three road games and you're in the playoffs. Like, you know, the Saints over the years have damn near been unbeatable down there. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's a factor. And, and we, saw it, we saw it a lot in the bubble playoffs in the NBA. The lack of home court really hurt some teams. I think it devastated the box. I don't think there's any way they get down two to nothing against Miami if those first two games are in the five serve. We saw it in the Laker Nuggets series. Denver playing in the altitude. They didn't have it. Um, it just seems like the lack of home field being in these sterile environments, it seems like it's favored two sets of players. Young guys especially in the NBA. So they don't crumble under there's, the Yeah, there's no pressure. Big environment. There's yeah. no there's no 17,000 fans screaming yep. at you. That's fair. There's none of that kind of pressure. And the other group is the old really really great player. Savvy veterans. The LeBrons, yep. the Aaron Rodgerses, the Bradys like seen everything, done everything. Yes. They they look at this and they're like Oh, there, there's no outside factors. We're just playing on skill and talent now? How do I take advantage oh, of this? Okay, yeah. that that's piece of cake. Right. And we've seen that. Rodgers has taken advantage of it. I th- I think there's, that is going to be a big bonus for the Packers. Those I are think. two road games that I had them losing, mm-hmm. Minnesota and New Orleans. If nothing else, splitting them. Right. You're, you certainly didn't think they were going to win hopefully both. Hopefully you get one. Yeah. Minimum. So I, I haven't taken a look at the rest of the schedule. They've got Atlanta, and then they've already got the bye. Yeah, I um, saw that. They got an early week, one. Week yeah. five bye. So 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 they got the Falcons on Monday night. Um, well, the reason I know that is because I was looking to see when they played the Bears, mm-hmm. and uh, I wanted to make sure that they were both going to be 10-0 and for that first Bear-Packer game. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and what are the chances of that? Hey, what were the chances of the Bears both being 3-0? 
Probably, well, yeah, I, another Monday, another night game where I have to go to work the next day. That's really irritating. I should just take Tuesday off. That's why I'm glad the Bears sucked last year. I don't think they have any night games this year. Maybe one. You get all your I hate those night noon games. Noon or afternoon games. Yeah, man, I want to sure. watch it during the day no. when I'm drinking beer and eating. <laughs> we'll get to the results in a second. Um, something that just broke right about when I was leaving work this morning is that the Vikings and the Titans shut down their team facilities. What did I see? A bunch of players and a couple coaches for Tennessee tested positive. For All asymptomatic, though, I believe. Oh, are, are, were they? Yeah. Okay. And then the Vikings just said, because we just played them, we're going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to do all the tests and do all that stuff, but for right now they are shutting things down. And they're talking now if they don't play the next uh, game on time, which Minnesota has Houston at Houston, which apparently was going to sign Earl Thomas this week. Um, but and- Houston's 0-3. That's going to be it. Terrible game, Minnesota and Houston. Um, and then Tennessee plays Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. They're talking about maybe going on Monday, maybe Tuesday, which I don't know how that impacts the following week. I mean, you get a, basically no off days before you get, get you have to get back to work. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. This To me, this was not shocking. No. It was just one of those <clears throat> things where it's inevitable. And, mm-hmm. like, and like mm-hmm. the Bears, did you have week three? Of when this was going to happen. I think a lot of people you know probably I mean? had week one. That's what, kind of what I thought. I mean, yeah, it's going to happen. I mean, I think even Goodell came out and said, yeah, we, we kind of expected this. We've got, you know, we've got flexibility on how, how we're going to handle it. I mean, they fortunately for them, they've watched the NHL, the NBA, right. and Major League Baseball all how deal with it. So. And, and to me, that's the first thing when you do this, when you get ready to play, your first, you know, okay, revision 1A, what happens when? Right. And that's immediately what you cover, so I, I would assume they're just following a formula. I'm sure. Or some protocol. Yep. So we'll kind of see however that works. Um, you didn't watch any Thursday night. Miami, oh, my God, Miami no. Jacksonville last no, I, I have a life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on now. That's not nice. Um, Bills beat the Rams. A little surprising to you? Well, the, yeah, I watched a good part of that game. The Rams got completely jobbed at the end. Oh, they did. Um, a, a, one of the worst pass interference calls I've ever seen um, that allowed Buffalo to score the winning touchdown. But Buffalo was up uh, twenty-eight to three, I believe, in that game, and they blew that. They blew it, and then, like I said, they had to score that touchdown at the end of the game. But two good teams, two good teams, um, both definitely playoff teams. And uh, Josh Allen is like got like. He's got 14, really good numbers. 15 touchdowns. Really good numbers games. this year already. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, they, and that's another one of those cross country. I mean, you got East Coast, West Coast. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of those in the first couple of weeks. The Browns, I believe, are two and one. Yeah. Right? I think so. Yeah. Two, two, yeah. Tu- two yeah. touchdowns one over Washington. You've had a chance to watch these because you're getting the red zone. I watched I, zero of that game, though. I, I, I wouldn't think you would watch yeah, that. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, last second field goal for the Titans. I felt bad for my wife a little bit. But not much. No. And they beat the Vikings because I don't mind Minnesota losing. Fuck Minnesota. I hate them. <laughs> I can't stand them. Are they are they your least favorite team? No. Oh, the Packers. Outside of the Packers? Well, yeah, probably because they're in the division. Sports team-wise? Well, no, it's the Cardinals. Cardinals. Cardinals and the Cubs. I got some good response on my Cardinals tweet when they... Well, they beat the Brewers on Sunday. What? I don't even remember what you said. Oh, you... I period fucking period hate period the period Cardinals yes. period. Yes. Well, and the beauty part is that Cubs fans and Brewers fans can come together. That's the one thing we can agree on. <laughs> right. Yes. 
Uh, Patriots beat the Raiders 36-20. The only thing I know about that game was the Cam Newton animated GIF where yeah. he slid off the bench. Well, the, the Patriots' defense is really good. And uh, they're, I mean, I think they, they've scored... They've scored more points than I thought they would so far this year. I mean, they've been in the 30s a couple times. Um, but that that defense, I think as the weather gets colder up there and you, and you start getting later into the season, I think that's going to be a tough team to score My on. My Patriots playoff pick is looking pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it is. Uh, San Francisco annihilates the Giants. The Giants are just bad. Yeah, and the Niners were basically playing with their ba- with their backup unit. I mean, who, everybody's hurt. Who's their back? I don't even know who their backup is. Nick, Nick Mullins is their backup quarterback. Um Okay. Kittle didn't play, so Jordan Reed started at tight end, he's, and then he got a, hurt. He's, well, yeah, because he's probably what he's had. He, well, and he's had a lot of old. a lot of injuries, and Mostert was out, and they've got a couple other guys out. So it just tells you how bad the Giants are. <laughs> Tie game: Bengals and Eagles. Let's cue the overtime rules complainers. I don't even care about. I'm so disappointed in Philadelphia. In, in Philly. I mean, I don't like the Eagles. I don't like any Philadelphia team. But like, dude, you got way too much fucking talent to, to be o two and one and to tie the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah, it, it sparked the guy. One of the guys, the sports guys that I follow, who is just a big overtime sudden death. You know, that's the way it needs to be. Quit fixing things. Quit reviewing plays. Quit trying to upgrade their update the game or whatever. He was now on his, you know, pedestal, just screaming to the heavens about. You know, these new overtime rules still doesn't solve anything. Now you've played an extended X amount of minutes of football, and you still don't have a winner. Football is a sport that, that you, if it goes into overtime, it's just a mess. It's just, it's just how Anyway, it is. you slice it. It really is. It's not like the NBA or baseball. Right. There's really not that fair of a way to do it. There's no guarantee that anybody's going to score points. No, and I mean, even if you did it the college way, it's like, okay, at some point, somebody is feeling like they're getting screwed. We've, so. we've talked about this before. The only way you really do that is just to keep playing until there's a winner, but there'd be way too many injuries. For sure. Wait, you, and, and you can't ask that of an no. NFL team. Um, Texans are 0-3. They lose to the Steelers. They've had a miserable start to the schedule. Well, Chiefs, Ravens, yeah. Pittsburgh. You probably played the three of the four best teams in the AFC yeah. to start the year. They're one of three teams without a pick, and that's why they're calling Earl Thomas this week, which I don't know how much. Yeah, I think I saw today that they're passing on him. Oh, they so, are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Indianapolis clobbered the Jets. Jets are in the same league as the Giants. You know what I mean? Boy, just, just imagine not being a New York football fan. There ain't nothing going on up there. Can, can we go like an hour or two The north Knicks are to... terrible. The Br- Brooklyn was no good. The Mets suck. <laughs> Jesus. Not a whole lot to uh, talk about. Chargers lose to the Panthers. That one was a little surprising to me. Yeah, I watched some of that game. Herbert was okay. Um, Carolina, I don't, like, you don't think they should be any good, especially this week. They didn't even have McCaffrey. But, like, Bridgewater's still, he's not bad. No, he's not. He's not bad. He's very competent. And everybody thought, because he was just kind of starting to hit his stride when he hurt his knee. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, well, that's just going to derail his career. And he kept, you know, people saying, don't count him out, whatever. And he was. You could do a hell of a lot worse in the NFL yeah. than Teddy Bridgewater. Absolutely. And so. he was okay when he was in New Orleans, yeah. and now he's getting a chance. And so he's he's doing stuff. Yep. Um, Tom Brady wins again. Not really Dude, surprised. Vic Fangio is not I, doing well. I feel in terrible for. I got family that lives in Denver, and I feel terrible for Denver fans. Like, everybody on that team's hurt. 
They're already on their third-string oh, quarterback. God, where did I see? Somebody in the NFL posted every starting position, and it's like, out three weeks, out two weeks, IR, IR, one week, two weeks. Like, every position has somebody hurt. Yeah. Every they're, position. They're, they're struggling. And, I mean, that might be the only thing that allows Fangio to keep his job is, like, <laughs> what, 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 what are you He's basically right. running about a bunch of special teams guys out there. For sure, probably half their practice squads, probably, if not three-quarters of them, has been when, elevated. When, when it's week three and you're on your third quarterback, <laughs> you're in trouble. You're not. You're in trouble. It's in for a long I season. I feel bad for Jerry Judy, too, because... Uh, that guy's really good, mm-hmm. and like he's just got a he's just got a mixed bag of something throwing him the ball. So, yes. uh, game that I texted you about because I didn't get to watch it because mm-hmm. that was at the same time as the um, Seahawks Cowboys game, I think, or was that a noon start? Nope, they're the same. Yep, yeah. I watched the fourth quarter of this game. I don't understand, but you but you told me Kyler Murray played bad. Yeah, he did, he, and he played bad. Stafford played well. Yep, it was one of the, it was a, it was one of those. You, there's about three a year. It was a Stafford game. There's about three games a year where you watch the Lions and you're like, man, they're good. They're they're pretty good. Stafford's tough, man. He can make all the throws. And then you watch them the next week and they're just they're a debacle. But this was the, this was the good Stafford week, and they got that kid back from Ohio State, their D back that was oh, out that was Okuda. out against the Packers. Yep. Mm-hmm. That helped. It kind of solidified their secondary a little bit. You know, I think that uh, them and the Bears are going to probably fight for second place in the division. I think, you know, if they went up to Chicago and beat them the second time, it wouldn't surprise me. But, um, yeah, Arizona's going to have those games too. I mean, Kyler Murray's second-year guy. They're a young team. Um, So, yeah, it was a good game, though. I watched uh, most of the Seahawks and the Cowboys game, and the only thing that I could take away is that Seattle's beatable. Well, their defense is terrible. That's what I mean. Yeah. And and that's that's the only thing they kind of have – a little Packer-esque thing going for them. If their defense gets a couple of stops, Russell Wilson can score them some points, and you're probably going to win some games. Well, everybody's been really on the Russell Wilson MVP train here early in the year. Yes. And that might end up coming to fruition, but like this is like a, this is like a couple of those late McCarthy Packer teams from a couple of years ago where it's like, dude, how much are you asking your quarterback to do for you? Right. Like, Russell Wilson's a great player, but you, he can't score 38 points every single game and pull these games out of his ass in the fourth quarter. Like, it's just not going to happen every week. You're going to let it, it's going to bite you. Well, so, that's true. In Dallas, man, like, the coach, the coach is new. The shit is the same with them. Dak is a stat compiler. He's, you can't trust him to make good decisions in, in crucial situations. He Very be, talented, can make all the throws, but... Is he going to be looking for a new team in the next two years? I don't I mean, know. I mean, are they going to pay him what... Is his price? Is his asking price going to go down? Because it sure doesn't seem like it right now, I and I don't know so. that he's done anything to back up what he's wanting. And he's got so many weapons. Like they I got know. some really good receivers. they got Zeke. I mean, there's no excuses. And, I mean, he scored 30 points, and he had like 400 yards passing, but... I think he had a fumble and he had a pick, and I don't know, man. There's just something, something missing there mm-hmm. with that team. I don't know. Monday night football, uh, two touch slaughter, two touchdowns. Chiefs. I I read. I was. I didn't watch any of it. I was following along on Twitter a little bit, and they said that basically the Chiefs were just messing with him the whole time. Th- that was one of those games where Pat Mahomes is like, "Yeah, Lamar Jackson's a really good player." <laughs> 
Please. Don't call him I'm the MVP. (laughs) I'm the Super Bowl champion. I'm the future of the league. Don't call him Pat Mahomes. His mom's going to get very upset. Sorry. see that? Yeah. I I want to know who these announcers are. You don't know who the announcers are on Monday Night Football, really? (laughs) Goodbye, Mom. All right. So week four, Thursday Night Football, boy, it just keeps getting worse after the first week. I didn't think it could get worse than than last week. week. Dolphins, Jaguars, and now we've got Broncos, Jets. How do you hype that up? Mark Riff, Mark Rippon's nephew versus yes. Sam Darnold. How do you hype that up? I don't know how you can. It's unwatchable. It's unwatchable. Okay. If you watch that game, if you sit down and watch that game, I got questions. Can I watch 20 minutes of it? Sure. That's fine. Is that okay? But but That's not fine. To, but not. But if you're going to sit down and tell me that like, you're going to watch like the majority of that game and you're not a Jet or a Bronco fan, you might have to get some help. <laughs> Already talked about Indy in Chicago. Uh, I'll be curious to see what that line is. Um, Indy was favored by two and a half. No way. Mm-hmm. I was shocked to see that. If I had anybody I could give some money to on that, I would. No kidding. Nick Foles, his first start at home. Against a team against that the team that hasn't really like what have they what have they proven that that Philip Rivers is old and the backup running back <laughs> is okay yeah he's yeah Jonathan Taylor, Taylor seems he's, to be he's good. fine but other than that he's not probably going to run for two ten no so no I think you're okay that's really shocking to yeah me. Jacksonville and the Bengals throw away here's one that Dallas should get if they lose this one at home to the Browns. You got problems. This is kind of a sneaky, interesting game to watch, though. Oh, I'd watch it. You know what I mean? Like For sure. Baker Mayfield and Odell in Texas Stadium in Jerry World. Ooh, this is in this. a kind of a must-win game for Dallas. This screams of spiking the ball on the star at midfield or something for one of those two bozos. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so if dude, anybody was going to do it, that's it'd what be I mean. one of those two. One idiots. of those two morons. That's right. Um, Saints at the Lions. New Orleans probably needs to bounce back. Detroit can give, give me your give me your Drew Brees take. What what what'd you see the other night? Because there's been a he's taking a lot of shit right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. And 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 you had texted me during the game that he was afraid to throw downfield. I saw some downfield throws, but even the announcers put and it was it was on Twitter that this year and even at the back half of last year he's hanging on to the ball in the pocket. Two and a half seconds more on average. Wow. That's a long time. That's going to get a lot of hits. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and you saw him a couple of times pump fake and pull it down, whether he was feeling pressure or whether he wasn't confident in his read or whatever it was. He just didn't yeah, look you're right. like. He, he did do that a few he, times. He just pulled it down, that. and then he either would take a sack or try to scramble out of something. But he just, like his first intuition, you could tell he wasn't sometimes all there. And that's not who you totally think well, of when you mentioned Drew Brees. And it was interesting hearing Collinsworth talk about it as a, you know, former receiver, you know, he's like he doesn't have a security blanket in Michael Thomas True. there. And you know, Michael Thomas is not necessarily like a Devontae Adams. He's more of like that possession guy. Yes. And you could tell Brees missed him. Emmanuel Sanders is new. They haven't had a lot of rhythm. There was no preseason. And I mean, and like we said, Kamara is so good. That it's like, do I want to, if you're Breeze, it's like, do I want to try to squeeze this one into a guy 23 yards down the field? Right. Or do I just want to dump it to Kamara four yards go away and just go thing. watch yeah. him run? Right. No, that's true. But I don't know, man. I. The, but, it's, it's one of the things that you hate to see with these guys that stick around right. is when it starts to go south. The and climb. they're always the last yeah. to know. Right. 
and I can still do it. Everybody else is shaking like. And I really mm. don't. And I really don't appreciate when you hear and people on TV or on radio or you read something where these these people are ripping these guys. It's like Drew Brees is one of the ten greatest quarterbacks to ever play. If he sucks this year, he sucks this year. He's forty two years old. Whatever. Same thing with Brady. Like I'm no Brady fan. What you what are you gonna say about Brady if he's shitty for the next ten games? Like, okay, he's got six rings. Who, Whatever. Who else are you gonna put in? Right. Taysom Hill. No, because he, he's he fumbled. He damn near. You probably cost him the game. Lowest rated player in the game for the Saints. Yeah, well. And, but everybody came in talking like this guy's gonna be a giant problem. Really? He was a problem for his own team. That's about it. Right. So I'll be really interested to see this one, but this is another quarterback battle. If Stafford can play, probably like he played against Arizona, and they're at home and they get and they get a New Orleans team, but again, home field, who knows? Well, yeah, and but for Detroit, home field's never been a big deal. No, and, not, and now you're also allowing the Saints to play indoors again, right. which helps them. It, it I don't know if Thomas them. is playing or not, but. Steelers at the Titans. We'll see when that happens. Well, that's, um, that's a that's a good game. That that is a good AFC game. Seahawks and the Dolphins. Nah. Um, Chargers at Tampa Bay. I think that would probably go to Brady. I would. Tampa's guess. got a good D. Yeah, they got a nice defense. And if Herbert has to start that game, uh, that could be bad news for him on the road. Baltimore should win at Washington. Yeah. Um. Car- that, that's one of those ones. I'm not sure what the line is. I just whatever it is, I want Baltimore coming off getting their brains beat in by KC on right. Monday night. And, they're going to be pissed. And now you're playing off. Washington. No, that's true. Cardinals probably could use a bounce back game. Could happen at Carolina, um, Minnesota, and Houston. Will who knows with that as, game? As uh, Bill Simmons and cousin Sal would say on their podcast, it's a loser leaves town match because whoever loses is zero four, and your season's over. That is pretty much done. If you win this game, like if you're Minnesota and you win this game. You got a shot to still make the playoffs. I don't know about Houston. The AFC is a little stronger, but if the Vikings lose, they're done. If they lost that game, is Zimmer done? could he get fired? Man, I don't or would know. that be too quick? How many I mean, bad seasons he has? He hasn't had. I mean, they made the playoffs. I know. That's you know. Is that the bar? I would think so. I think you probably got to give him the when season. you're paying your quarterback a freaking boatload of money. Well, that to me is the. Dumbass general manager's fault. It's not the coach's fault. Like, look what you saddled me with. And he ain't going to yank him. No. Well, no, I don't even know who the hell their backup is. I have no idea. I No, I don't know. Um, Giants at Rams. Ask Jane. She might know. She doesn't. (laughs) Kidding me. Rams should slaughter the Giants. Yeah, God. Cross country again. Jesus. Um, Patriots in Kansas City should be good. Mm -hmm. Is that that the game of the week? I would assume it is. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Um, and then the Bills at Las Vegas. That's that's not bad. Okay, Raiders are they're not too bad. Man, what's going to happen to Philly? I got to think their season's over after, after uh, they get after they get beat by the Niners. Sunday night football, and then Monday night we've already talked about Packers and the Falcons. Any other NFL notes? I can you imagine though if after Week Four the Vikings and the Eagles are both winless in the NFC that would be wild I don't think anybody would have predicted no. something like that but I also would especially have... with no injuries to like your main guys right it's it's, it's, it's not like Wentz broke his leg or something right maybe they wish he had those guys would be own for oh for whatever because the Eagles got a tie oh right, right um and then Packers and Bears are undefeated mm-hmm what 
Yeah. What world are we living in? Fucking 2020. That's about fucking Corona mania is running wild in the NFL. I love it. So we'll what see. What is she gonna do? We'll see what happens with those uh, with those other Corona games. Whether they get pushed to Monday or Tuesday, they'll get played. Like you and I were talking right before we recorded. I really hope so because I've got John Connor and Derrick Henry on my fantasy team, and if that Pittsburgh Tennessee game doesn't get played, I'm screwed this week. <laughs> that's Aren't, my. Own, that's what I care about. Like as fantasy, because I I don't play. Is fantasy going to adjust for that? I mean, how you're just going to not be able to play them? In? I think, well, I would think if they don't play, like if they just say, hey, we can't play that game this week, you'd have to move it to like one of their bye weeks or something. You'd have to adjust. I don't know. Those even match up. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you would do that. They that's, ha- that's the weird part. They that have I don't know. to know. I mean, you they can't have, to have a plan. Well, you can't play. You couldn't say, okay, well, we're going to play on Wednesday. No. And then have them turn around and play again on Sunday, uh, unless you then move that game to, to like Monday, and there's Monday a Mon- or Tuesday Monday doubleheader or something uh, like that. That'd be kind of wacky, but they've done the Monday doubleheader thing before. I think that could happen. Yeah, but we'll see. All right, that's a lot of NFL talk. We'll uh, breeze through some. Oh, hey, um, by the way, oh god, here we go. Bears are three and zero. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said, by the way, no. I was getting the. When that Bears comeback was was happening, I was getting some of the most vulgar texts shot to me from people. Why? Fucking Bears. They suck. And I I didn't even, I'm like, what did I do? I'm like, okay, you want to play that game? I'm in. Oh, no. I'm in. I don't. I'm in. I would never, you you would never get a text from me for like that because. You know better. I don't shit talk. I know when it happens, you are just going to dig your heels in and unleash an ungodly string of payback. And I don't want to be on the receiving end of that. Well. Ever. Smart man. (laughs) Other people that want to do that, I'm like, you know, it's like Chappelle. Mm -mm. I don't even care if Packers can beat the Bears twice. I don't care. Talk shit. 3-0. Whatever. No. 3-0. I don't want to. Bears are 3-0. Thank you. Uh, Major League Baseball, the Brewers. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, they're in the playoffs Yay. as the eighth seed in the National League with a losing record. Had it had a chance, and my my boss said this on the air. He's like, "It's a first for me. You have the fate of your season in your win. You're in. You lose, you still get in because the other teams that you needed help from." Both lost. What Schmoltz say this morning? The Phillies lost. I didn't listen. Seven of their last eight, Ooh. and the Giants lost seven of their last ten. I think that's a bad way to wrap up the. And season. that's basically why the Brewers got in because those two teams were so bad down the stretch. They kept them in the wild card. Brewers basically went five hundred and they got to make it. So, yeah, they them and the Astros are the two worst teams of all time in the playoffs. There's never been teams with sub. 500 records. At least, I'm, and, I mean, maybe in 1910, I'm talking modern day. Right. Um, I think the lowest, the worst record previously was a Padres team from 8, 10 years ago that was like 82 and 80. Um, Brewers get to Dodgers, round one. Congrats on making the playoffs. No Corbin Burns, no, no Brett Anderson. Anderson, King Blister himself, as I like to call him. Oh, I like that. Can, can we use that? Like, what King the fuck? Is, like, really? Well, the, the, ga- the last game of the year, the game to get in, and you got an owie? Yeah. Boo-boo squad, as Jesus. Coach O would say. You guys are on the boo-boo squad. Learn, yep. how, learn how to pitch, man. I, I want to know, like, as a pitcher, shouldn't your hand 
in those areas that rub off hard. I mean, because I pitched in it's Little League. It's junk ballers, dude. I just That's what it is. It's all these guys that throw shit. All these calluses built up where that doesn't happen. I don't know. It's all, it's, Well, it's all the friction of rubbing on the seams, I'm sure. But. I get it, but after a while, shouldn't that be the strongest part of your hand where that doesn't happen? Like, ooh, this is a new thing. This part of the seam is touching this hand repeatedly. Or this part of the finger. I don't know, man. This is a problem. Like it's the first time you've ever done it. Frustrating. It was. I was very, I was very I, disgusted when he came out of the game sure. because it was the second time I think this year that he's had that problem. Um, I hate. That's one of the things about some of these soft tossing guys that the Brewers have gotten over the years. The goddamn blister shit mm-hmm. drives me crazy. It's it's one thing if a guy legitimately gets hurt. It's like, dude, you're not hurt. Are you injured? Or like, what are you the hell is that? Right. Well, you know, it could open up. and you get, I don't care. I, I'm i with you. I'm fine. I, I get it. And now you get to play the team that, what, went 42 and 18 or 43 and 7, something like Brewers that. Brewers will be lucky to take a game. Oh, I think they're yeah. going to get murdered in both games. Yeah. I mean, they got to face Walker Bueller in game one. I'm going to guess Kershaw's that. Kershaw's waiting in game two. Yeah, I'm going to guess that Suter starts game one. They were going to announce that later today. You... I haven't heard. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess. It's either going to be him or Lindblom, but I would guess Suter because his last outing, he was really good, frankly. Council said that yesterday in the Zoom call that they were going to wait until late today to yeah. to announce. And that. then uh, game two will be Kershaw against Woodruff, which will be a really fun game to watch. I mean, two really good pitchers. But the bottom line is the Brewers can't score. It's been their no. problem the whole year. Yep. And now you're getting into the playoffs where you're facing everybody's best guy. You're you're not getting lucky. You're not skipping anybody. You are rewarded for premium pitching. That's right. That's bad for an offensively inept team. If Corbin Burns was healthy, they would have a more realistic shot. Where are you with the crowd of... Well, you got to start Woodruff on short rest to try and be in this. No, you only got to win one of the first two. It's a three-game series. You only got to win one of the first two, and then you get to the third game, and now you're you you empty your bullpen. You play match up the whole game. I wouldn't sacrifice the opportunity to win the second game by trying to move Woodruff up to the first game. Okay, start him in the second game. Yes, I would start him in the second game. Okay, yeah, and I think he's going that's to. That's still on short rest. Isn't yeah, that? but it's what did he pitch? He pitched was it Saturday? Saturday. 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 He pitched Saturday. That should be fine. So he'd have four days rest. Yeah. That's not. That's not, not crazy. As of 20 minutes ago, Harder Court was asked who's going to throw for game one, and he said he's guessing Brent Suter. So yeah, no Brewers, haven't, yet. Brewers haven't apparently come you out. You know, and frankly, I think Suter has earned it. Oh, for sure. Frank, you know, I, I'm not the biggest Brent Suter fan, but his I last just, couple outings, he's been pretty good. I love his pacing. <laughs> I, love I do. Him. That is nice. He's the, he's the anti-Doug Davis. <laughs> um, but Lindblom has been yeah. not very good and very inconsistent. So we'll see what happens, man. I mean, there was four, the four AL series were today on Tuesday, yep. Tuesday or yes. Tuesday. Yes, it is. Tomorrow, Wednesday, it will be there's the four. There's 12 games. And, yeah, there's, there's all of them. That's awesome. So eight games. Eight games. I'm yeah. sorry. So that'll be fun. Um, but I don't expect the Brewers to be around very long. I think this is going to be a quick one for them, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, at least we get to see a couple more brawny at bats, for sure. Where do you, what, what, What's your gut feeling on on him? Has his season been cut short so that he wants to come back? Are the Brewers going to have him back? I mean, he's due a lot of money. He I didn't think uh, play much in the front half of the season. 
I think the well, it's going to depend heavily on whether or not they keep the DH in the National League. That's that's going to be number one. I think number two, I think the Brewers um, need to prove to Braun that they're going to compete next year. He's he, if he's back, he's going to be on like a minimum veteran minimum salary. He's not going to make tw- he's twenty million. This is it for him this year. I think the Brewers would very much like to bring him back. I think they would like to give him the send-off that he deserves. Um, Full-season crowd. Just having a crowd there and to be able to do something for him. Say bye to Wrigley fans. Whatever. Yeah, absolutely. You know, go down and pop another couple homers right. down there and piss those people off. Um, you know, Braun, there's, Braun's got his detractors, and, you know, he, he messed up, and he's had he, he's got to deal with the repercussions of yep. that. But um, – He's been the best guy on the team that I cheer for and love for the last 13 years, uh, with the exception of Yelich basically coming on now. And uh, I would love to see him get a, get a cool send-off at Miller Park in some way, shape, or form. But who knows? I You know, who knows what's going to happen? I, don't, I, I think the possibility of him playing for a West Coast team, which was bandied about the last couple of years, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think he will either come back to the Brewers or that's it. And, you know, you don't know what his family situation is. Does his wife want to live in Milwaukee another summer? Does she want to live in Malibu? Um, Who knows? So those are all things that we can only speculate about. But I did hear uh, my buddy Joe, our buddy Joe Mm -hmm. from that works with the the Brewers, sent me a stat. What a shocking development. Yeah, I I think Braun was born in like 84 83, 84, or something like that. Okay. From the time he was born to the time he joined the Brewers in 2007, they did not make the playoffs. Since he joined the Brewers till now, they've made the playoffs five times. Five times. Kind of an interesting stat. That is. You know? I like that. I don't know what it means. That's a good stat, means, though. It means he's been a very valuable guy. Val- valuable part, for sure. Um, I've said many times I think he's the third greatest Brewer ever behind Yount and Molitor. And uh, his number eight will certainly be up in the rafters, I think, uh, probably next year at the earliest and maybe the year after at the latest. So okay, him and Atanasio are pretty tight, so I think he's going to take care of them. All right. that's right. I'm fine with that. Any any first-round matchups? I mean, because you and I kind of talked about this before we went on, and it's just the weird way that the playoffs are set up. Council said on a Zoom meeting on Monday that this is the season where you don't get as rewarded for regular season stuff. That's really the only thing that he really found wrong with the playoffs because the, your your seed is generally not indicative of your record, depending on where you finish. Because we talked about that with the White Sox. I mean, there's four seeding positions separating them and the A's, and the Sox had one fewer win. Right, right. And that seems – I mean, you get credit for winning your division or whatever, but I, I – well, it's too many teams. Oh, for it's, sure. It's it's you can't have sixteen teams in baseball make the playoffs. And I, this is an aberration. I think three games is too short of a series. Also, I think it should be a minimum of five. But I get why they went short because they have so many more teams. Um, I'm keeping my eye on that Braves Red series. That's the two seven okay. matchup in the National League. The Braves are a very good team, but Trevor Bauer who's probably going to be the Cy Young Award winner in the National League, is going to go game one for the Reds tomorrow. They're starting to play better. They're starting to get healthy. Moustakas hit some homers mm-hmm. here down the stretch. Suarez is a hell of a hitter. He yeah, just he murders the Brewers whenever they play. Yes, he does. So, I mean, you know, Trevor Bauer goes in game one tomorrow down in Atlanta, and they win. 
Now you just got to win one out of two. Mm-hmm. And you knock out the two seed. And that's why I don't like the three games. Because it's like the Braves are clearly it's not, one of the two or right. three best teams in the National League. I don't like that it just comes down to that. It doesn't it give you a fair enough sample size as to who the more complete team is. For sure. And I, I think, and that's what Council, basically he said two things that he didn't like. He didn't like... Uh, the fact that so many teams were getting into the playoffs and he didn't like the short series because you don't get a chance to really show your complete yeah. depth of your of, of your squad um, that could work to your advantage. I mean, you like you said, you get one game and you can throw everything you want in the next game to try and get the series. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all you need to do. Um, I, I found it interesting. They said, I think it was on the Brewers TV broadcast on Sunday, um that the response from the players to the extra inning shortened double headers, you know, modifications that they've made, the runner on second and stuff, the players have been kind of okay with most of the changes that they've made except for the expanded playoffs. I found that very interesting. But you think about the players, who are the old school people? They're the managers. Those are the guys that like it the way it was. Players that they are breaking into the game, some of them have had to deal with this stuff in the minors already because that's the you know that that that's the guinea pig for for most of this stuff. I don't think they really care. They're just out there playing and they're getting paid. I think if they did that in a 162 game season, they wouldn't like it. Okay, I think that this is just such an anomaly. Um, well, they don't play double headers anyway anymore. No, um, well, but which I, which I, I don't I think they should. I don't but. think the extra inning thing would fly. In a regular baseball season, I just because you, at the end of the day, the reason why they're doing this is because it's such a compressed season. They didn't want to eat up those no, innings. I, I get it. So like they, they want to have a winner. baseball season. It's never been proven that that's been a bad thing. So I don't know. Maybe you know uh, who knows, man. These these young guys coming up, they all got they all think they got a better idea than everybody that's ever done it before them. Right. So who knows? All right. Uh, let's move to the NBA. I'll let you basically take this because I have been uh, pretty much offline uh, for this, except for the the Doc uh, Rivers and 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 the Clippers news that broke late yesterday. Um, but I, it doesn't matter to me the NBA Finals anymore. So you can just have at it. Yeah, the Lakers beat Denver in five, um, which is pretty much what you would have figured Denver would get one game. Um, it's really hard to beat the Lakers. They have the two best guys on the floor um, in pretty much every series they're going to be in. And when you're also, you know, like I talked about earlier with the home home court thing, Denver losing home court, that would have been a factor. And, you know, I mean, let's just be honest. They got no calls the entire series. Um, Anthony Davis lived at the free throw line. LeBron got tons of calls. It is what it is. I'm not surprised. Anybody that follows the NBA is not surprised. Um, Denver's a nice team. They got a good future. I think that this is that they might be one of those teams, though, that this is the peak of getting to the conference finals, and now you're going to see them kind of come back down to the pack a little bit. But they made a nice run. Um, And then Miami knocked off Boston in six. Kind of hard to believe that Miami's – in the finals um, as a five seed in the East. I mean, the Bucks were three or four plays away from probably winning that series. Is it a product of the bubble? 
Yeah, a lot of it. Most of it. Yeah. I mean, take nothing away from No, the... they they got good players. They don't have anybody who's great. But I mean, it just seems very helpful that they're in Florida already and home court is taken away from pretty much everybody that they have had to play. Yeah, and and they've got grown-ups. I mean, Jimmy Butler's a grown-up. He's a grown-ass man. Goran Dragic is 34 years old, 34-year-old Serbian dude who's been through been on several teams. He's been through war like like this shit don't phase these guys. They're just tough. That's why they. That's why they beat the Bucks. That's why they beat Boston. But I thought living in a bubble was one of the most miserable experiences of some people's lives. Well, you know, it's it's as LeBron said, it's like doing a bid in jail. What? You know, it's just so rough. Yeah, he said that. He said that a few weeks ago. So that was the quote. Yeah. Um. Some oh. some people are just very out of touch and like to hear themselves talk. But no shit. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm impressed with Miami. I've been rooting for them since they knocked the Bucks off. I mean, obviously with Butler and Crowder and Hero, all the Wisconsin and Marquette connections, I you know I like to root for those guys. Um, it's it's an interesting combination here with the Lakers and the Heat. You've got Pat Riley, who played for the Lakers in the '70s and won a title, coached the Lakers in the '80s and won four titles with them as a coach. Um, went to the finals with the Knicks in the 90s, went to the finals with Miami in the 2000s, went to the finals with Miami in the teens, and is now going to the finals with Miami in the 20s. So that's a hell of a career. He's been involved. It's been around a, a long bit. time. Yeah. But the LeBron facing Miami, Pat Riley facing the Laker thing, it's kind of, in, it's kind of an interesting it's little storyline. Story that's right. And uh, it's really... If this matchup was going to happen, it is too bad that it's in the bubble and not in Going the actual cities. I think the, the Miami fans would enjoy being able to play LeBron. Well, of course. Um, I will be shocked if the Lakers don't win the series. I think it's six games max um, because they've got the two best guys on the floor in LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, if somehow the Heat won... It would probably be one of the two or three biggest upsets in NBA history, along with when Detroit beat the Shaq and Kobe Lakers. And uh, this is, however this plays out, is going to affect LeBron. If the Lakers win... Positively or negatively. Yes. If the Lakers win, it's going to be, oh my God, he did this in a bubble, in a pandemic, social justice, Black Lives Matter... He's the leader, blah, blah, blah. He's better than fill in the blank. <laughs> or if he loses, it's going to be you lost to a five seed. How'd you lose? How'd you lose? How'd you have the two best guys in the series and you lost to a five seed? Whose best guy is Jimmy Butler? Nice player. Not a Hall of Famer. Um, and you're three and seven in the finals? Eesh. I'll take that scenario. I hope. Preferably that's, over that's the, the other one. There are some experts that, that think Miami's got a legitimate shot based on some matchups. I, I think it's going to be tough. Bam out of bio has been awesome. Just going to say, you said he's going to just going to get. He's going to get in foul trouble every game, guarding Anthony Davis, because they're going to call bullshit on him. They just are. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, Miami shoots a lot of threes. If they shoot this series like they shot against the Bucks, they can win. If they shoot. Like they shot against the Celtics, it's going to be almost impossible. So, um, final start Wednesday, along yep. with about a hundred baseball games. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, that's pretty much it with the NBA. As you said, Doc Rivers was fired by the Clippers. Two years left on his contract. They had the fourth-best regular season record in franchise history, and they, well, just, they just stubbed their toe in the playoffs. And They're the Clippers, man. They're, they're the Bengals of the NBA. I mean, he had Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan, and he couldn't even get to the conference finals. They go out and they give Kawhi Leonard a bunch of money and acquiesce to his demands to trade for Paul George and, and trade all their draft picks and give him a bunch of money. And there's been a lot of turmoil coming out of that locker room where a lot of those guys really were res- some of the uh, under the others, as Shaq calls them, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, <laughs> some of the bench guys, really resented the star treatment that Paul George got because they're like, what the hell have you won? Like, Kawhi is one thing. But, like, w- what have you won? Why are you getting this preferential treatment? Um, that pissed a lot of guys off. And also, Kawhi Leonard's not a leader. I mean, when he played with the Spurs, he had Duncan, Parker, Ginobili, and Popovich. Didn't need to be a Didn't leader. Didn't need to be a leader. He just got to play. And last year in Toronto, he had Kyle Lowry. And that guy's a great leader. Um, this year, he had to go to a team. He's not a vocal guy. And when shit started going downhill for them, he didn't know how to stop it. So uh, Doc's moving on. I don't think he'll be without a job long. I think he's going to end up in Philly. Um, maybe New Orleans, but I think Philly because they're, they're, they're ready to try to win right now, and they've got two stars, and Doc likes to coach stars. So. If you're the Bulls, are you regretting going after Donovan so quick, and would you rather take Doc given the situation that both are available? No, no, because Doc Doc has had his – I mean, it's, it's easy to say this because – it's kind of like, duh. Doc has had the most success when he's had superstars. Bulls don't have they one. don't have any, really. And they're, you know, they would have to be bad again for another year or two to get one. I think Donovan, being a co- former college coach, I think with all the young guys the Bulls have, I think he's a good fit. Okay. So, All right, that is uh, our NBA talk. Are you watching any college football on Saturdays? I mean, I watched a little of the um, I watched a little of the LSU game. Okay. And I yeah, caught a little bit of... Is it the Oklahoma game? Oklahoma, yeah. K State. Yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. They lost. And they both, yeah, they both lost. A so. lot of top seeds right now in the first couple of weeks going down. What that kid from Mississippi threw for like five hundred yards? God, Mike Leach, man, I that guy. He's he, goofier than shit. He His is. interviews are just. Off the wall, and his bonkers. Twitter is actually fairly entertaining when it can be. But he can coach offense. Oh he's, yeah, he can coach offense. Like he, he he's. He's a six and five, seven and four record guy, but his teams are fun to watch. If if you can, and it's it's going to be insanely hard in the SEC, and it's tough where he was at at Wash State to really rise to the cream of the crop to beat you know the USC's and the Oregon's and stuff like that in the Pac twelve. Like he he can't go to it like Texas Tech was. You know that's the they bottom had their, of the, they had that one run right. when they had Crabtree and they had uh, who was the quarterback Harrell. Uh, oh, yeah, Graham Harrell. Yeah, Graham Harrell. If you can get. A former Packer. A couple of guys, yes. <laughs> if you can get a decent one class combined of juniors and seniors that can maybe – maybe you can make a run in that conference. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you're playing second fiddle to three, four, five teams. Yeah. Yeah. It's impossible. It, it is. Like, just, if you're the head coach at Kentucky, like, forget it. Just make a bowl. How about Vanderbilt? Well, yeah, that just fucking field the team there. But <laughs> yeah, some of those teams, even like a Tennessee anymore. Like Tennessee was great but, when we were kids. Yes, 
but they've they're fallen s- back they're now. They're starting to kind starting of to get back, get on but the rise, it's but tough. Latest conference to come back is the MAC. They're going to come play a schedule. I think now that these three co- these three Power Five conferences that are playing, and now the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, they're getting back into it. A lot of these minor ones will be like, maybe we better get in on this. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing everybody get in and do the schedules. Hurry up, we got to play and we got to get out by the week before Christmas. And, you know, they're having the same issues. A bunch of kids at Notre Dame got sick. Yep. So, you know, shit's going to happen. If you, just... if, if you can weather the storm yep. and find a way to still field a team and deal with it, I, I don't know why I guess you don't play. Right. You know, I, I, I just don't know why now that all this stuff is happening and everybody's kind of like, well, nothing's but, happened. And the kids should have a say. Oh, for sure. The kids should have a say. When you got people, people sitting in the governor's mansions of these states making decisions on what what these twenty two year old guys can and cannot do, um, I don't like that. There should be an element. I'm not saying it should be all left up to them, but there should be a say. They should, where get it's a, like, they should have a voice. If I'm the one that is going to be putting myself at risk, I need to have a say. Yeah, uh, sign, and, sign a waiver that says, hey, if I get this during the football season, I'm not going to come after anybody. And I don't disagree with that. You know? At all. All right. Well, we covered a lot. That is it. You all right over there? <laughs> that is the intentional foul for this week. We've got, well, I don't really have anything on the docket for next week. You got anything going on between now and next week? Any big stuff happening? No, I don't think so. A lot of football Just watching. Taking care of the dog and. Yeah. About it. I'm gonna go let the dog gnaw on my finger. <laughs> yeah, that's. He's probably gonna have to go out when we go up there. It's probably been, been an hour and a half. So there's not a present waiting for you. Thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing. Please tell your friends. We are slowly but surely building our base of uh, of fans. And are we? We are. We oh. yeah. So we're, we're we're climbing up nice. there. So. Uh, spread the word if you can. We appreciate everybody that does listen. You're welcome to give us feedback, Facebook, Twitter, however you listen to Just us. Just be nice, you know. We, well, we got feelings. Josh is very sensitive. Only down below the waist. Me, I, right I, now. my heart is black. It doesn't matter. I'm Josh. I'm Dan. Thank you, and we will talk to you next time. Go Bears. They're what? They're three and all. <laughs>